This is a Rooster Teeth production. November 24th, 1120. A ship full of English nobles, including the heir to the throne, hits a rock off the coast of Normandy. What happens next will set off a crisis in England that will reverberate for centuries to come. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas. Increasingly also about English nobility. Ancient. Yeah. (laughs) Old history. We keep going further back. Um... Yeah, this is the most inbred episode we've done yet, and that is saying something. Yeah, we've done a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is mention of a half-sister yesterday. I'm assuming that was a suitor or a mm. possible wife. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep going back. Did the Sumerians have boats, or were they landlocked? Uh, I think they had, yeah, but Probably I don't know one. if we have the records. That's my favorite trope in movies, is the Sumerians did this. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> Enkidu. <laughs> Good story, Gilgamesh. Solid. Uh, the only thing I know about Sumerians is they loved clay tablets. They did. Lots of clay tablets everywhere. Everyone you, loves them. You gotta, you gotta read Gilgamesh. It's just a tale of two bros hanging out, just palling around. It's basically RRR. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is actually. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Wait. It totally yeah, is. It totally yeah. is the oldest recorded story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, yeah. I am a wreck, or should I say? A wreck is in me. A foul disaster progressing ever deeper, passing lost treasures and horrors alike. A dark terror specific only to me. Yes, I had some bad poke. And I don't know if it was the salmon, the spicy tuna, or the imitation crab meat, spelled with a K, but something rotten sits inside me. So much so that I abruptly left a doctor's appointment this morning while she was in mid-sentence. That's the intro? Yeah. Just about you getting sick at the doctor? It's fish. Oh my God. (laughs) That was pretty self-serving. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm happy about the situation I'm in? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a sea dish. I guess. <laughs> it's a sea dish. It's so tenuous that I didn't even put together that the fish was supposed to be the connection. It's a, it's, it's a disaster. If I, we can cover the seafood special pizza at Bullwinkle's whatever zone as the honorable mention, why can't... Why? I ask you, why no, can't I make yeah. this the intro? I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Imitation crab reminds me of, of my favorite 80s stand-up joke. I, I remember seeing it on TV as a kid. There was this comedian in a sport coat, and he was like, what's up with imitation crab? Is there a fish at the bottom of the ocean going, hey, look, I do a great crab. Oh, oh man. Comedy used to be better. <laughs> uh, much better. <laughs> All right. Follow That's the enough show. about 80s Ship comedy. Pod. Yeah. Rate and review. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. You can even tell your dad. Just, you know, vet him first. Yeah, if, he's, sure been, he's, cool. if he's been very good. Yeah. He's got to be a cool dad. Yeah. All right. Before we talk about the white ship, we need to set it in some historical context around the year that it happened, 1120. For background, we're still within living memory of 1066, which was a marquee year in England, to put it mildly. That was the year of the Norman Conquest at the hands of William the Conqueror, who subjugated England and crowned himself king, ending more than 600 years of Anglo-Saxon rule. We gotta get more people subjugating England. That's something that we don't see enough of. When was the last big invasion of England? (sighs) 
I guess I World know. War II. And now, World War II. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it wasn't that long. That was ago. a false flag operation. That wasn't like a full invasion. They just kind of bombed it. Yeah, they just bombed the hell out of them and sent them into the tunnels. Yeah, still bad. Still well, bad. <laughs> I mean, not as bad still as bad. now. N- not as bad as now, now that uh, their leader is gone. What? <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, yeah, yeah. King Boris. Anyway. So, many... Many books have been written about this event, which was a huge turning point in the history of the country, but our story takes place in the aftermath of the Norman Conquest. So, fast forward to 1120. I'm in 1120. Yeah. You feel it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you smell the, the poop? It I smell kind of permeates a lot everything? of poop. I have... Burning poop, regular poop. Yeah. Black, yeah, yeah. black death poop, poop. Black death poop. It's like... It's just everywhere. Boiled poop, sautéed poop. (laughs) So now on the throne is William the Conqueror's son, Henry I. He's been on the throne for 20 years at this point, and he's become an effective ruler who has stabilized England, which has seen sporadic rebellions from the population against their Norman rulers. Sounds like Battlefield Earth. Sounds a lot like Battlefield Earth, yeah. Totally. It's just like that. It's art imitating life. Yeah. In 1103, Henry had a son and heir, William Adeline, named for his conquering grandfather. There were concerns, though, that young William might be a bit spoiled. Okay? Oh? Yeah. Oh, no. Something we don't see a lot with royalty. They seem to be a pretty level-headed, humble people. But in this case, in this case, you know, we got a bad egg. Oh. One chronicler called him, quote, a prince so pampered that he would be destined to be food for the fire. Imagine I, how spoiled you have to be to, for it to be notable that you're spoiled. And and you're, yeah, and as you're royalty, already royalty. Yeah, right? like you're the, spoiled right, as a right. baseline. The baseline is already uh, so spoiled. I, I More than 99.999999 repeating percent yes, of the population. Yes. I don't like that kid. I think someone's going to set him on fire <laughs> <Yeah>. one day. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstand the quote. Father, I don't want to be food for the fire. William, what did I tell you about talking back to me? Now, <laughs> now take let, your gold and go to sleep. Let's get you 90 more horses. <laughs> Father, execute that chronicler. Very well. <laughs> about me. Make him food for the fire. I, I want to eat him. <laughs> Roast like a duck. So he was the Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, yeah basically. Like yeah. Got, got so it. many Game of Thrones references in this show, specifically from Brian. Yeah, we got to talk to him about yeah, that. It's, just, it's getting out of control. Does he what know does he it's think not real? Is? I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he he. All right, Brian, Black, you can uncover he your put ears Blackwater now. Blackwater Bay in the next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a great battle. I'm sorry. Yeah, we could do that for a bonus episode. We could do a fictional. Uh, I, oh, pick. that would. Be I fun. have an idea already. Okay, yeah. could. But around the age of 17, he was getting his feet wet as a monarch, periodically ruling England during the times when his father was away, and apparently he was doing a good job of it with the help of advisors. Oh. So now this is like Joffrey's brother, who's basically just Tamarin. a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Young William was also like the fourth son or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he kind of, or, or, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Henry was like the fourth son. He kind of beat out his brothers to get the throne. But William is sort of the the, the one son. He's yeah. he's the only heir. All their eggs are in that basket. Okay. Also, Ryan, yes. Patrick yes. makes a lot of Game of Thrones reference. Have you, have you noticed that? <laughs> we don't have time for this. I am sick of it. <laughs> Thank so, you for bringing that up. Yeah. In 1119, he was married to Matilda of Anjou, securing a future dynasty for King Henry and his line. 
And getting the dynasty set was a big deal, considering that the Norman Conquest had only taken place less than 60 years previous, and life expectancy for children was not great in medieval Europe, to say the least. Also, that's like five generations. 60 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were a ruler, you wanted a male heir that would take your spot after you died. That was really, really important. Which brings us to 1120 again. During that year, William and his father, King Henry, had traveled from England to France. William had inherited the title of Duke of Normandy, and he went to France to pay homage to the king, since the Duchy of Normandy was a French possession. Oh, Norman. Normandy. Right. Normandy yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. After doing his duty, William was set to return to England along with his father. They traveled to the port town of Barfleur in northwest France to embark for England. Henry, the king, took his own ship home, but his 17-year-old son got an offer from a local captain. You boy! I don't they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have stranger danger back then, so this was, I guess, just normal. You can trust a captain. Yeah. Regardless hey, of the vessel. Hey, fancy lad. Come here. Come here. I'll <laughs> give you a ride. Oh yeah! You need to get a course. As, as fun as it might sound to take a ride from a strange captain who offers you a ride home, just in general, don't. Don't do that. Yeah, this is the yeah. plot of Cabin Boy starring Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin Boy. Also, backing up, uh, apparently uh, Henry the King did not want to kneel to the French king because he thought that wouldn't be cool because I'm the king of England now. So basically he had his son do it. Okay. So that's the, oh, so they yeah. both were there, but only the son had to kind of bend the knee. Oh, that's like <laughs> when so I had strange. to use the rake to knock that hornet's nest out of the tree in my backyard while my dad watched. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's basically the same It's basically thing. the same thing. The captain's name was Thomas Fitzstephen, and he had a connection to Henry and William's family. It turns out Fitzstephen's father, Stephen Fitzerard, had captained the vessel which had taken William the Conqueror across the sea to conquer England in 1066. Small world. Huh. Even smaller back then. Very little. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzstephen approached William's grandson with an offer to sail him across the channel as well. The idea was that it would be a nice gesture and a sign of continuity between the families. All right. It's basically, hey, my dad took your grandfather across the English Channel to conquer England. Wouldn't it be cool if I gave you a ride back too? Wouldn't that be swell, young man? That would be sick. Wouldn't you like that? How about a lollipop? <laughs> In other accounts, Fitzstephen offered King Henry a lift on his boat, but the king demurred and offered it to his son instead. <laughs> this, this guy is just throwing it all at his kid. Yeah, who is his only hope, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, my dad took your grandfather across the English Channel and he murdered a whole bunch of English nobles. Wouldn't it be cool if we just kind of reenact it? They're like Civil War reenactors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, LARPing. It is like LARPing, yeah. Nevertheless... William accepted, and Fitzstephen had the perfect ship for the mission. Oh, Daddy, please. <laughs> may I go with Fitzstephen? Please, may I go with Fitzstephen? It was a splendid timber longboat known as La Blanche Nef, or the White Ship. And it was famous for its beauty and its speed. Like me. Oh, I was going to say like me. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> I like guess Brian, like Brian. Brian's the yeah, only one who runs. I think we canceled yeah. each other out yeah. there. <laughs> and he's I ran this morning. Yeah, there you go. Famous for his sluggishness and heavy breathing. <laughs> Famous for his sweat and chafed nipples. A damp man. <laughs> the white man. <laughs> Honey, I need a beer. <laughs> Fitzstephen had just had the ship refitted too. It was a perfect match. 
William and his entourage were happy to be making the passage in such fine style. Mm. Now, we should talk about who was joining young William on this trip. Because the white ship was packed with VIPs. Usher? Usher was there. Bottle service. Velvet rope booths. Whoa. Yeah. In all, there were about... Wait, hang on. If it's packed with VIPs, is anyone really a VIP? If everyone's a VIP? Well, when you have oarsmen, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was this was kind of the young Hollywood of the day. I yeah, think. yeah. It was it was William. It was all the all the young nobles. Yeah, it's board. like the Soho House at sea. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Things are happening there. The Viper Room, baby. Yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah. For our older fans, call the cops. Call the cops. River Phoenix isn't responsive. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the Viper Room. Not that night. I no, have my alibi. No, of course not. Uh, uh, like a, a steel case. In all, there were about 250 people on board the white ship. Of those, 140 were knights and noblemen, and another 18 were noble women. Hmm. Fellas, abundant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sword fight on board. In addition to William, there was also his beloved half sister, Matilda, who was born from a mistress of Henry's. There was also William's half brother, Richard of Lincoln. They were all sleeping together, right? 100%. I mean, they're only half-sisters. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of distance. you yeah. got to keep it a, a space yeah, yeah. in the middle. Oh, that's, that's plenty, funny. I'm sure. The kid will only have five eyes instead of eight. Yes. Yeah. All the better to rule with. Henry was apparently uh, notorious for having uh, illegitimate children, as they were known at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like Robert uh, Baratheon. Bastards. Bastards. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There were also a number of French and English nobles on board as well. Crewing the white ship was the captain, Fitzstephen, and about 50 oarsmen and sailors. Not important people. No, no, no. They're expendable. Everyone was in a great mood. And what happens when a bunch of people are in a boat and in a good mood? They get drunk. Let's do it. <laughs> they get fired up. That is the first thing I did when I went on a cruise. Before we even left the harbor, I was like, where's the bar? I think that, yeah, that's the whole point of going to sea. Yeah. I 100% understand why this happened. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. We just got a little short jaunt across the channel. Let's party. Have a, have a Bellini. Yeah. You know? Watch the sea go by. He's got the, oh, oh, William's got the rosé out, boys. Okay. Oh. They're drinking like 50 proof wine, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, was, yeah. horrible <laughs> yeah uh, so that is what happened as King Henry took off in his ship those aboard the white ship decided to stay behind and hang out on the ship <laughs> on the white ship they proceeded to drink the French wine they had on board which was a lot of French wine Bordeaux. yeah at some point, they handed out wine to the crew as well. Oh, good. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's that's really considerate. You don't see that a lot these days. No, yeah. Or those days. Any days. Any days. Everyone drank and drank and drank and then continued to drink and then drank some more. As the evening progressed, some on the ship, including Henry's nephew, Stephen of Blois. Blois? <laughs> or something. Blois, yeah. Blois. Disembarked the white ship. Just teetering back and forth on the gangplank. Mm -hmm. Oh. This is, this is like when you get to the airport and there's a five-hour layover until your next flight and you just go to the bar. Yeah. I, th I think that's what this was. Yeah. yeah. Except then you, you, you brought the pilot with you, too. <laughs> right. To enjoy it. I'm drunk right now. According to some accounts, Stephen's party, which included two monks, chose not to sail with the group, quote, having left the vessel upon observing that it was overcrowded with riotous and headstrong youths. 
<laughs> it's like when you see a group of, of teens coming down the street and it's like, uh-oh, what do, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> How many times have you walked into a bar and gone, nah, yeah. this is not my crowd? Yeah. So this is, yeah, you're traveling with two monks. I'm, I'm going to vote to make further cuts to education. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this would prove to be a very, very smart decision uh, on the part of Stephen of Blois party. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that, but you know. Blech. That's that's one of our trademarks on this show. It is. Not knowing how to say French names. Mm-hmm. So now we've got a bunch of drunk people on a ship. What could go wrong? You may ask uh, pretty much everything. Literally everything. Yeah. The worst case scenario happened. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. So cool. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Guys, how do you take care of your mind? Do you take a break? Do you do some hobbies? Play some video games? Do you meditate? How well would you take care of your car, guys, if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That is how our brains work. Why don't we treat those the same way? Let me tell you, and therapy is a huge help for your mind. I can tell you, it's a place where you can talk about your problems, work out some strategies, fix things in your life, learn ways to cope, deal with stress. All of these things therapy can really help with. It has definitely helped me. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash shiphitsfan. That's betterhelp.com slash shiphitsfan. You might remember that King Henry had already taken off on his ship. He had places to be. After seeing this, the passengers aboard the white ship yelled at Fitzstephen to race it and reach England first. Uh, yeah, have you ever had to drive a bunch of drunk people home when you're the you're like the DD and it's just screaming that we have to go to McDonald's like right now? Yeah, I've I've been the babysitter. That's, that's what this. Maybe not in a car, but on a sidewalk. Yeah. I've always been the passenger. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. that's what this is. That's what this is like. Fitzstephen was actually happy to oblige. Remember that the white ship had a reputation for being very fast. Like Brian. Mm-hmm. According to one account written by Orderic Vitalis about 20 years after the event, priests had tried to bless the travelers before they set sail, but the rowdy company had laughed and driven them away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> away from me, Monsignor. I'll have none of your blessings today. <laughs> May God bless you. And that's apparent. That's a scathing insult at I the guess, time. Yeah, yeah probably. There could not be more warning signs no, on no. this trip. Yeah. This is about to be a really big opportunity for the church, though. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, look what happened. We tried. We tried. If you get blessed, you're fine. Yeah. They wrote no pope on the side of the ship just as they were leaving. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. A, a, a proud tradition ship in ship the fan deep cut yeah. right there. <laughs> At any rate, the ship finally left Barfleur to try and catch the king. Unfortunately, they were taking off in a very treacherous part of France. The tip of land just to the north of Barfleur is notorious for its strong currents and rocky shores. There's a lighthouse there now that was first built in the 1700s to warn ships of the dangerous terrain, but there was no such lighthouse in 1120, which is a bummer because the white ship really could have used it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor guys. Yeah. Fitzstephen steered the white ship too close to land and struck a submerged rock. The white ship began sinking into the freezing water and panic ensued on board. 
Drunken, drunken panic. Yeah, and drunken nobles who are probably just used to, you know, most things kind of working out. Easy, I mean, this yeah. is still 1120, but, you know. They're probably all stepping on each other's, like, pointy shoes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if that's not the correct time period. Quick, lash three oarsmen together, and we will escape on <laughs> 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 Jenison the Poors! William, the future king, was put on a small lifeboat while everyone else scrambled to try to reach safety. Oh, no. That yes. was a very little lifeboat. Yep. What happens next is truly tragic. While William was safely away in his lifeboat, he saw that his half-sister, Matilda, was still on board the sinking ship. William ordered his crowded lifeboat to turn back and get his sister, but... Upon returning to the ship, other desperate passengers tried to get on board the lifeboat, which caused the small craft to sink. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That basically, I think, is why, like, with the Titanic, they immediately, they got the people on board and then got the hell out of there, which also killed a lot of people because those lifeboats were not full. But it's the same concept. Like, they knew that if they went back into the crowd, the ship would probably get submerged with yes. people trying to get on board. I argue the iceberg killed them. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 but there was space on that door for Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, 100%. Could have just moved definitely over. more flotsam. Yes, yes, easily. There's not just one door on the Titanic. No. Everyone on board the lifeboat was killed. Ah. Uh, yes. And almost everyone on the white ship, some 250 passengers and another 50 crew died. Ah, uh, what about the 18 noble women? Dead. <sighs> yeah. The lone survivor was named Barold, a butcher from France. Okay, I like this guy. Cool. Maybe. Who likely was on board to collect the debts owed to him by the travelers. Maybe I don't like him. I don't <laughs> know. Debt collecting I like butcher? It, well, no, okay, hang on. So he gets on this, he's a butcher. Yeah. He gets on this ship Purely to collect the debt that these nobles have accrued yeah. in meat. From they were him. probably like, "That's actually uh, cool. I, yeah, I do like that." I need, I need a uh, pork jowl. Put it on my tab. And then they try to get just escape to England without paying their butcher tab. No, no, no. It doesn't it's, work yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, uh, no. You fancy lads aren't going anywhere. I sold fifty mutton to you. Yeah. It's like Tony. You're and, paying uh, up, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> he allegedly survived by clinging to the floating mast all night. <laughs> Whoa, classic. Yeah. Classic. One historian wrote that Fitzstephen actually survived the wreck and came to the surface of the water, but upon learning about William's fate, he just let himself drown rather than having to face the king. <laughs> Honestly, you know. <laughs> I get it. Might not be the worst decision on his part. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can drown here or I could uh, be put in an Iron Maiden and then be torn apart by four horses. Totally drawn and quartered yeah. when I get back home. Yeah. Fitz Stephen, I don't know him. I'm I'm Fitzstefan, <laughs> and I've never set foot on a boat, let alone met a William, a royal one at that. <laughs> so let's get into the aftermath here. Woo! The news of the white ship was devastating to King Henry. It was said that he never smiled again after hearing the news. Oh, and before that, chipper is all get out. <laughs> oh yeah, God, Henry the Jolly. Henry the wisecracker before that. <laughs> Henry the ball breaker. Yeah, because remember, this was his. This was the only heir. The only. And this is very important back then. They had very strange ideas about how things should be done. I a, right ideas. Yeah. Henry the Eighth went through a million wives and started a new religion because he needed a male heir. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was a big deal. This podcast needs a male heir. <laughs> yeah. According to one account. So sudden was the shock and so severe his anguish that he instantly fell to the ground 
But being raised up by his friends, he was conducted to his chamber and gave free course to the bitterness of his grief. I mean, that seems healthy. You got to feel it out. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah. Let it out. He reigned for another 15 years and remarried after the death of his first wife, but Henry was never able to have another male heir. Mm. Oh. There's always, yeah, there's always that one super tragic event that sort of ruins you for life. It definitely yeah. feels we like We all this have is, one. For me, it was yeah. the poke I had last night. Yeah, and for most people... <laughs> And for most people Brian's age, it was the Phantom Menace. <laughs> it was the Phantom Menace. Oh, it was so bad. I hate that movie. I was just young enough to like it when it came out. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so bad. Don't worry, anyway. Brian. It's good now. It's been reclaimed. Yeah. Everyone's decided actually the Phantom Menace and the prequels are actually very good. That is so funny that it's like, actually, it's very good because no one, I no know. one in 1999 thought that. Oh, I thought it was pretty good as a yeah, child. I enjoyed <laughs> it. As an 11 year old or whatever. Anyway, we cannot go down this road. We can't road. go down this road. So while Henry was infamous for fathering a number of illegitimate children by a variety of mistresses, he only had one legitimate daughter from his first marriage, another girl named Matilda. Oh. Kind of weird. Likes the name. To name. You we'll know, try it again, right? But, yeah, I guess so. Here's what I don't understand about this royalty stuff. You've got a bunch of illegitimate children, right? Can't you just name one of them heir? You're the king. Yeah, do a Ramsey Bolton. Like, yeah. hey, this is this is a legit kid now. You can do whatever you want. Why? I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But I think it kind of depends on whether everyone else goes along with it. Because yeah, because I think a like lot it. of it is you got you got to have public buy-in still, yeah. even if you're because you have to. Have there's your, probably quote you know quote unquote legitimate cousins or something with that claims are like, to the throne. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to weaken it, and also yeah. who knows what his table of wizened uh, advisors are saying. <laughs> yeah, she that Matilda, the new Matilda, Matilda too, Matul, uh, yeah, okay, was a force in her own right having married the future Holy Roman Emperor Henry V huh. and was known as Empress Matilda. So Henry ended up declaring her his heir. You can just do that? That makes sense. Right, it sounds like yeah. you can do that. What? Okay. That, that was a little too progressive for 1138 or whatever. Though. Yeah, we're going to get into that right now. Uh, not everyone was super stoked about a woman ruling England. Yeah. And upon Henry's death in 1135, not everyone went along with his plan. Henry's nephew, Stephen of Blois, who you might remember decided to disembark the white ship before it set sail, usurped Matilda and was crowned king. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. In response, she invaded England from Normandy in 1139 with the help of her half-brother, Robert of Gloucester. Oh, hell yeah. Get yeah. his ass. Sequel, baby. Sequel time. <laughs> England was plunged into civil war in a period known as the Anarchy by some. Cool. Very cool. <gasps> Others called it the shipwreck for obvious reasons. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. In any case, the wreck of the white ship plunged England into decades of chaos, backstabbing, and war. <laughs> Pretty crazy. For, and subsequently, yeah, like the world. One shipwreck yeah. can do that, you know? For centuries afterwards, it would be remembered as one of the darkest periods in English history. Mm. The historian, William of Malmesbury, Summed it up this way. No ship that ever sailed brought England such disaster. Yeah. 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 Checks out. Checks out. That's a real butterfly wing situation or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Butterfly effect. Yeah. That, that's flaps, what flaps its wings. Something like that. You know, causes a, what, tornado? Hurricane? Sure. Ashton a Kutcher? ship to sink. Yeah. yeah. A ship to sink. As the British author Charles Spencer, who has written a book on the white ship and is also Princess Diana's brother, put wow. it. Wow. 
Quote, this is a real-life version of Game of Thrones crossed with Titanic with an element of sliding doors thrown in. Nice shout-out to oh, sliding okay. doors. I know, yeah. seriously. A very forgettable rom-com Punching in above its weight, maybe, yeah. in this <laughs> yeah. particular Honestly. instance. Yeah. And with a smattering of Minions' rise of Gru. <laughs> Like, here's two major cultural touchstones and then another movie that you probably haven't seen. And with a smattering of mystery men starring Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo yes, thrown in. It's exactly. like Game of Thrones, Titanic, and 13 going on 30. <laughs> so that civil war lasted from 1138 until 1153 and resulted in widespread breakdown of law and order. Yep. Finally, an agreement was reached in 1153 that ended the conflict. It allowed Stephen to retain the throne, but recognized Henry, Matilda's son, as his successor. Shortly after the war ended, Stephen would die of a fever, and Matilda's son was crowned King Henry II. Playing the long game. It's so funny how inconsequential all this stuff is. None of it matters. yeah, Yeah, it's just like, well, okay, how about this? We'll stop fighting. We've been at war for what? 15 years? 15 years. But we'll stop fighting. Uh, You can stay king, but my boy gets to be king next. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, All right. whatever. I mean, I think they were, and then it's over. they were bored, right? And it's just over, yeah. It's like a Twitter feud. It matters very much in that that few hours, and then it's instantly forgotten. Exactly. Also, I think war was later. still very honorable in this time. Yeah. With like oh, the yeah, knights being yeah. noblemen and stuff. It's not, it's, you know, World War One is still hundreds of years away. Almost a thousand. <laughs> yeah, 800. Uh, yeah. But it's, but I mean, like, up until then, it was like, we're going to war. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Wee. Yeah, they, were, they, were, they weren't very long. One person could, like, change the course of an entire battle. It was definitely where you, like, won glory and, like, made your name. And again, as we've said in several episodes. And now episodes, you do that with Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And as, as we've said in several episodes, every single person involved was directly related. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and all of them named Henry. Yeah. We have to return in the lifeboat. My sister and wife is in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we can't fit them both in the boat. Uh, I see where you got that. But they are one and the same. Not to worry. The sinking of the white ship was a catastrophic event in the history of England, and it also left a number of unanswered questions. Why would an experienced captain like Fitzstephen let his crew get drunk, especially when they were transporting such an important group of nobles across the channel? And why didn't King Henry choose to travel in the white ship, considering its previously sterling reputation? So I think these questions have kind of led to some conspiracies, okay? That's what's up. Uh, There have been several connected to the white ship sinking. Mm -hmm. The idea that the ship was deliberately sabotaged was suggested by the novelist Ken Follett in his 1989 novel, Pillars of the Earth. The scholar Victoria Chandler also suggested a conspiracy in her 1998 article, the wreck of the white ship, a mass murder revealed. Mm. But, I mean, despite all that, none of the original sources at the time implied that anything suspicious went on. So this is all hundreds... Just conjecture. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, people looking back and, you know... I mean, it's like eight, nine hundred. Because that's the problem. That's hundreds and hundreds. So much time. I guess it's hundreds and hundreds. I guess you could say and hundreds. Okay. Never mind. You're right. Thank you. Okay. I seed. Because honestly, yeah, it could just be as simple as the captain was like, this seems fun. I'll get drunk. I've done this route a thousand yeah, times. Also, like maybe wanting to impress the king, show him a good time. Yeah. Or the, not even the yeah. king, the, the young heir. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. We, I mean, we have no idea. Yeah. Maybe he didn't get drunk. Maybe he was annoyed. 
if the if the prince says let's drink, everybody's gonna drink. You know, yeah. like we're I gonna said, do. drink, Fitzstephen. Yeah, and it, it's like a like a movie or TV show or something. Like if the main if the lead actor shows up late, everyone still has to do their job, right? Everyone still has to just go around them. The, call, the most important person. The there. call time is a suggestion. Supposedly. Yeah. The remains of the white ship sat at the bottom of the English Channel for some 900 years. But last year, the remains of the longboat were discovered. Wow. Yeah. It happened during an expedition that included Charles Spencer, that was the brother of Princess Diana that we talked about earlier. The diving expedition was led by Roger Michel of the Institute for Digital Archaeology. Oh, cool. And they discovered the remains of the white ship with the help of a proton magnetometer. Whoa! Yes, which is basically a really powerful underwater metal detector Whoa. and not a tool the Ghostbusters would use. I mean, it could be. <laughs> they probably did have one. Eventually, they came across a 13-foot section of the ship's hull that was packed with bronze and iron fittings. They shared a video showing what is believed to be part of the ship's deck, which is now covered in seaweed after nearly 1,000 years underwater. Mm. Michel told a reporter, quote, The size, shape, location, and materials are all an excellent match, and there is no record of a comparable ship sinking in this area. The team went on to create a 3D model of the wreck. Michel called it an, quote, incredibly exciting discovery, adding, Apparently no one has employed modern digital technology to search for the wreck of the white ship previously, so the site has remained relatively undisturbed. To have located pieces of a ship that match the construction techniques and scale of the white ship is incredibly exciting and potentially very significant. Charles Spencer had been interested in the white ship wreck ever since reading about it as a young boy. He summed up the significance of the wreck this way. Imagine the Titanic, but with the heir to the throne, his siblings, cousins, and many of the leading political and military men on board. Only one man survived to tell the tale. And throw in a little sliding doors and you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> this also reminds me, so there's only one person on record as having survived the Titanic in the water, okay? So oh. it's like, yeah. So like there were the people who survived in the lifeboats, but basically if you were in the water, you died. Not me. Like if you got into the water and you would have been fine, yeah. okay. RIP to them, but I'm different. I'm yeah. different, I'm built different. I got most improved in the butterfly stroke in middle school. <laughs> Great. So they all died in the freezing water, except for a cook who got super drunk as the ship was going down. He just didn't care. This is, I think this is in the movie. Yes. It's probably in the movie, but um, it's real. This guy just got drunk as hell beforehand and then was in the water and they just, and they found him. And, and raised I, his body And I think he, probably. I think, I think he wasn't even like in that bad a shape. Yeah, no, this is, we'll probably talk about it as an honorable mention. He had but the like, beer sweats yeah. all through the, yes, all through the exactly. night. I, I heard, and it's covered, but not mentioned the story. I'll, I'll talk about another episode. But basically an account of a guy that got super drunk, went into the water, and it was very cold, but was able to just tread and survive because he was so drunk, his body, body temperature was just yeah. all the way up. The, the one New Orleans resident on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's in addition to everything we've said about like if if a boat shakes, get to the top and get on a lifeboat immediately. Yeah, in but fact, also maybe get wildly drunk. Although it didn't work for these people, but they also probably didn't know how to swim. They probably didn't get drunk enough. <laughs> when yeah, in doubt, yeah. drink even more. Yes. Yeah, they probably didn't know how to swim. You're right. Well, honestly, you know what? If the crew is drinking, I want you to turn around, take your monks. Split. Get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah, fast as you can. You and your boys. 
take a lesson from Steven of bleh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> bleh. All right. So that's the white ship. I think we got a little shorter one today, but that was cool. That was oh, different. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Took that place really largely cool. on land. Political intrigue. Yeah. Except for maybe the, the most uh, harrowing part. Which right. The took climax. Place in freezing water. Yes. Was at sea, of course. <laughs> As oh, it always no. must be on this show. Once so, again, rocks bringing down our heroes. I know. Every time. Every time. What's that other one? Hal's, Hal's bad? I don't remember. From the North? I don't remember the names. You don't yeah. listen to the backlog every day? No. No? Sometimes people will ask me questions about the show, and I have to, I like have to dig so deep into my <laughs> mind. To be like, what the hell did we talk about? Um, anyway, can I get an honorable mention, Foghorn? Brian, do you want to? Sure. Okay. Yeah. By all means, <laughs> okay. go ahead. Yeah, the floor is yours. Uh... Did you do the second? Yeah, I did okay, the cut out. Okay, so, cut but we out. got it. We got it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no. it's, it's on there, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen to the episode. All right, boats, broads, and bridges, baby. That's the billionaire lifestyle. Wow. Yeah. What an intro to the honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Jeff Bezos, he has found some trouble with those last two. Kind of all three, actually. So, in addition to having the most expensive divorce of all time. Now, old Jeff can't get his boat out of the port where it was built. What? Yeah, Jeff. For the guy who built a company on logistics, on getting things to To where they need to go in record time, this is the dumbest, most entitled thing. This guy has a spaceship company. This guy has a spaceship company. You know what's funny? I I heard a story that he brought the higher-ups of Amazon to meet him on his lavish houseboat to mm-hmm. tell them his idea for Amazon Prime. And they said, it won't work. It can't work. And all I remember about that story is that his houseboat had a dock for a smaller boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is his new yacht. I believe it cost half a billion dollars. I believe it was five. That's low. What is up with them and the big boats? It, they all build. That's like the ultimate symbol. Of you conduct you business are. in international I guess waters. So, yeah. so you can buy more historic newspapers. Yeah. It, on succession, they're always on a boat when it, when it, when the big. Deal yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Tenet. I, I want to talk about this boat real quick. It is. Boat. It is about five hundred million dollars that it cost to build. It includes three two hundred and twenty nine foot masts. And it is about the height of a 13 story building. Do ships have masts? Still? Okay, so this ship is meant is intended to be like green, essentially. Like money. Like environmentally friendly. Oh. So it is a sailing yacht. I'm sure it has like motors and everything, but like it has three gigantic masts for sailing. That is crazy. I yeah. mean, I don't like Jeff Bezos, but I have to put respect on his name for having a for cool going sailing green. ship. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, honestly, yeah, the thing looks really cool. I, I oh have to God, I have look to at say, this thing. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we have to put tons of respect on Jeff Bezos's name. Yes. That's actually that's actually extremely sick. I actually yeah. hate how much I like this. Yeah. And make sure you're looking at the right one because you may be looking at his other yacht, which is not the same. I see <laughs> something with three this, giant yeah, masks. That's the it's one. got this that's huge black hole, right? That's yeah. like totally curved all the way around. Yep. Okay. I mean, he's a scumbag, but he's you hashtag know, respect, winning yeah. right now. The yacht was built in Rotterdam. Europe's largest port, which features an iconic lift bridge called De Hef. De, what? De Hef? They're yeah. saying, right? De Rotter- De Rotterdam is home to a lot of shipbuilders, and the bridge, which can rise to a height of 152 feet, is able to accommodate most ships that come in or out. Makes sense. What did we say? The, what did I say the height was? I think it's 
13 stories. Yeah, 13 stories. So either way, too big to get under this bridge. And we're all familiar with lift bridges, yes. Just the the mm-hmm. bridges where a large section can like be raised into the air for ships to come in and out. Very common I in just like ports and in, stuff. I saw some in Portland. Yeah. They were yeah. very striking. It was very cool. So at some point, city officials said that the bridge would be partially dismantled to allow the yacht to sail through it. However, locals were not having it. And they took to social media to express their distaste. Someone even set up a campaign, I believe on Facebook, to egg the ship as it sailed through the bridge. Yes! It's funny because yes. uh, an egg looks a lot like Jeff Bezos' uh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Yes, Charlotte. Yes. So that bridge, De Hef, it's about 100 years old. So taking it apart is technically possible, and the lift portion of the bridge has been removed in the past for repairs, but... Because it's almost 100 years old, it's not something you can just take apart and put back together. It's like a pretty delicate piece of machinery. And it's yeah. very old. Like, the, it, it's not just a thing. It's not a Lego set. I mean, it has, I'm sure, to raise constantly. And that kind yeah. of constant movement wears on the, the machinery. And you don't want to mess with that unnecessarily. Yeah. And supposedly... Well, Jeff does. Supposedly the company that built it was originally going to pay for it and somebody somewhere on the city council or wherever said, okay, fine. But more recently, the city council decided, no, they would not be taking down the bridge to allow Bezos' yacht to sail through. And uh, do, we want to, do you want to take any guesses as to what this yacht might be named? Uh, think, think billionaire, luxury, lifestyle. uh, Jet setting. Seize the Prime Day. Seize the Prime Day. Brian, you got any guesses? Oh, gosh. Something weird and techy like uh, 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 Synergy or something like that. AWS. You're both close. It's Y721. What? Yeah. I hate him. Go to hell. (laughs) I don't know if he named that or if it's just the ship designation. Oh, I hate him. Maybe the ship just hasn't been christened yet. Maybe he should just, uh, that's, I guess that's possible. He hasn't smashed a $2 million bottle of champagne on it yet. Maybe, can he like text one of his like Saudi prince buddies and like ask them for help? For like maybe their girlfriend's name or something? They would send like memes back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Should have built it in Saudi Arabia. They would have dismantled an entire town. Yeah, yeah. They would have dug a canal for you. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, unfortunately for Jeff, right now, the yacht is stuck in the harbor. And there's no, we don't know how it's going to get out. (laughs) That's so funny. Something tells me he'll find a way. Money's going to find a way. I mean, yeah, it's going to get out of there. You should put thrusters on the side. How do you spend half a billion dollars and not know how you're going to get the thing out? Nobody measured it. Nobody measured it. No, I think they measured it. I think they're just like, we'll figure it out after. They're going to take down the bridge He probably was so confident. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the company has to have been confident enough to like say that, you know, this is fine. It's just like everyone is so, I don't know. Maybe yeah. When nobody says no to you ever, I guess you know. yeah. I mean it, it. The fact that it was built in this harbor, you'd think there would be some oversight. I guess. God, you know what? Ah, never mind. <laughs> so Godspeed, Jeff. Maybe if you sail fast enough, you can just smash through the bridge and pay for the fix later. That, I mean, I. You know, I don't think we should be tearing down infrastructure anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. think billionaires should be allowed to do what they want. However, if that happened and yeah. it was on video, 
I would it'd be pretty enjoy cool watching yeah. it. Very yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be so awesome yeah. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> to watch. There's no denying one it. of the richest men on the planet <laughs> sail at the helm a of a ship. <laughs> no crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just tear, and it definitely doesn't make it through, and it tips no, the over. Yeah, break, the masts yeah. break down. I mean, that seems. I guess the masts probably go all the way down, though, right? I don't know. I have no idea how this works. That is so, hilarious. There you have it. The, a tale of two uh two incredibly rich uh people today. Got Bezos. A billionaire and the, briefly doesn't get his way. Yes. Right. How are there images? And the king of loses it, his heir. And a king loses his heir. Two parallels. How are there pictures of it in, in what seems like open water? I think it's that might be a mock-up. I don't know uh, if that's real. Also, the har the harbor bay or whatever it is is huge. Okay. So, so maybe he can, he can take, just sail it around yeah, the harbor. Yeah, take small like, trips. Like having it in the bathtub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wee. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Go follow Ship Hits Pod on everything, I believe. Everywhere. Not and, on Facebook. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming on, on uh, TikTok, I believe. Yeah. Instagram yeah. as well. Yeah, got yeah, some, yeah. some cool content coming for you. So, content. Yeah. Go follow us there. Stick around. And uh, may your bones bleach in these sands. That's the bones bleach. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.